Hey everyone, I'm Tom Harrison. And I'm Michael Williams. And welcome to Speaking Covidly, Empowering Talk in Turbulent Times. So, uh, one thing some people may not know is, is that you're over there in California. You're in the San Francisco area, and I'm here in, in Florida. So, I just wanted to um, yeah. present that, yeah. that we're... Keeping our, we're maintaining our social distance. We're making damn sure we're not too close to each other. Bye. <laughs> By at least a couple of thousand miles, at least. Yeah. Three, over, I think it's over 3,000 miles, probably. Well, see, it's to make up for all the time we talk to each other, because you never know. I think after a certain period of time, it starts going through the phone lines. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> so in our, in our last uh, conversation, we we were talking about the new economy. Um, some people are also referring to this in part as as the new normal. And so I wanted to start out and ask you, well, how how would you define or how do you see the new economy shaping up as as we move through uh, this pandemic? Well, I got to start by admitting that my um I'm not always as optimistic as I'd like to be, but that's the place I want to be in, right? And that's what, when I find myself kind of going into a place of, oh, crap, what's going to happen? Then I know that's not going to be helpful, right? And so I really want to have every reason to believe that this is going to be a truly empowering new economy, even though in this right now, it certainly doesn't look anything like that, right? So last time we talked, we were... I brought up this kind of this idea of the currency of compassion. And I know that sounds very philosophical, very idealistic, but I think it can be a really helpful concept right now to imagine how could we, how, how could a great economy, and let's, let's make it personal, how can a great economy for myself, right, for those of you listening, happen in the midst of what's going on now, and if we have this idea of what if we use a currency of compassion, by that I mean what if we really make sure that what we're doing, do whatever we can to whatever we're doing now, whether it's making money or not, quite honestly, right? Because you're either, you either still have a job, which is awesome, and hopefully you're still getting paid for it, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. And if that's mm -hmm. the case, you can still bring comp more compassion to your work right now, right? Which can only help. And then, on the other hand, if you don't have a job, or if you're on the edge of losing it, or you're just having to work a few hours or something instead of full time, also, what if in that place, even though there's some fear there for sure, what about bringing more compassion into what you're doing so that regardless of what's coming to you, to me, to us, we circulate compassion. We circulate our love and our service for others. I just think that can be incredibly empowering, and I know it's a concept that, for me, really helps me get through those tough spots, even if I don't know where the money's coming from. Exactly. And this this uh, reminds me of an idea um, of really a, a principle, if not a law, of sowing and reaping and cause and effect, cause and effect, but sowing and reaping. So as we, as we dig deep, we look inside, 
and we look for ways that we can be of greater service to others as we begin to sow into the lives of others, eventually, because this is a principle, it's a law, at some point down the road, uh, we also begin to reap. And sometimes we reap something that's different than what we've sown. Um, often the things that we reap can be even better than what we've sown or more than what we've sown, right? But there is this this principle of, of sowing. So I'm thinking of, of, of how even during a difficult time, uh, we can sow compassion into the lives of other people. What are your thoughts on that? I love that. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful way to put it. And another way to speak to that same principle or an aligned principle is the law of circulation, right? So there's there's sowing and reaping. Circulation is more about giving and receiving. And it's a circuit. It's a circulation, right? We I think it's pretty obvious that if all we do is receive, that's going to cause some problems, right? If we're, if we're somebody who, and, and this is, let's just be real now. We can, we can fall into that trap right now because especially if we've lost our job, if we feel like we're on the edge of survival, um, we might be thinking only about what can I get. Exactly. And I, and I Which get is that. normal, right? Yeah, exactly. It's normal. Yeah, totally normal. Yeah. And at the same time, it's kind of, that's kind of a reaction, right? That's mm-hmm. a survival reaction like, oh, crap. I don't know if I'm going to have food on the table especially if you have children, you have family, right? So that's very real. Right. And at the same time, the principle still plays, is still in play. In other words, the, the, at no point are these principles no longer active, right. right? So this idea of giving and receiving, sowing and reaping, you, like for example, how long can you reap before you sow again? There's a limit, a very clear limit, <laughs> right? You just think of it in the, in the farming analogy. You, you, once you've reaped everything you sowed, you're done until you start sowing again. And so yeah. same thing with you know, this idea of giving and receiving. And when you just going back quickly to that idea of currency of compassion, that actually fits really well because if, if our thought, it even, and I get this is hard. I know this is not easy, but it's important. Even if we're really afraid for ourselves, and even though we are doing everything we need to do, to, to get what we need for our family, right? Which does come first and foremost. In that process, we can still be giving, giving compassion, giving what we have. It may not be money. It may be the currency of compassion. We can give love and receive whatever we need for ourselves, for our family. Exactly. And, and it, it, it very well may, may not be money, and it doesn't, have to be money. It can be your time. It can be of your expertise. It can be of your uh, kind words. You know, something like. What's so funny is I'm actually sitting. My our our house backs up to a farm. Like we don't own the farm, but it's not far from where I am. Like maybe I don't know a thousand yards or something like that. So I'm sitting looking at a farm, and I've watched them, you know, prepare the land and sow the seeds and now I'm watching whatever it is that they're growing looks like some kind of vegetable. I'm actually watching that stuff grow and they're gonna be coming out to reap this soon. So you see the seasons and you see the cycles. So that's uh, very, very interesting. Now, this brings to mind 
the importance of actually getting clearer on our purpose and our calling. So let's just say there's someone out there and they are, they've been furloughed or they've lost their job or they're in the current job, but they really would like to be doing something else or they'd like to do what they're doing at a much higher level. Uh, it makes me think that now is a great time to get clearer and clearer on on your why, like what, what you're here to do, and then on your calling. What, why do you think now would be a perfect time to do that during this, uh, these turbulent times? So for those of you who don't know or listen to this, my work is called Walk Your Why, which is about living on purpose. Michael's a great example of someone who is living, serving absolutely on purpose. Makes a huge difference. <laughs> right, Mike? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, exactly. And I, there's, yeah, right? there's a few reasons that come to mind for me of why this is the absolute best time to, you know, to, be, to focus on your purpose and to let what I like to call it your purpose lead you through the pain, through the uncertainty. And I'll just I'll say the first is, and we've probably all heard this a lot, it's been repeated a lot during this time, is crisis is opportunity, right? And I think we've heard that the character for crisis in Chinese means opportunity. And mm-hmm. we don't often see that in the crisis. Just like I was talking about a moment ago, we may not, the notion of giving when we really need food on the table may not cross our mind. But, if, but it would, would be, we would be much better off if we gave, even when we need. Similarly, when it's a crisis and it feels like, what it feels like is I've just got to take care of myself, my family, et cetera. I'm in survival mode. Even though it feels like that, the best thing we can do is see the opportunity in the crisis. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. The second thing for me that's coming up for me is our pain, so our pain, right, right now we're all feeling a lot of pain for a lot of different reasons. And in any given moment, it might be different. We might be, I mentioned this last time or in the last call, that in any given moment, we might be stressed about one thing or another, it's, right, particularly now. Like we might be thinking, oh, crap, do I have the virus? Oh, no, do my parents have the virus? Do my children have the virus? Do I have the virus but not know it? Am I spreading it to people? Right, et cetera, et cetera. Am I, do I have money? Am I, do I have a job? All that stuff. All of that is, comes down to pain and stress, right? So if we think of our pain as a key to our purpose, and we think about that, hey, Mike, there's a little noise on. What are you doing over there? You got some noise going on over there. Um, just so you know. It's like, um, so, but if we, and that might, again, that might sound like, that makes no sense. Just like you, crisis opportunity, what? But once we think about that, we get it. Pain and purpose, what the heck? How, do they, how are they aligned? One is, and I can't go into all of it now, but trust that that's true. And if you look back in your own life, you can probably see places where there was a purpose that came out of your pain, if not for the pain itself. And right now, when we're in a pain, for example, we're in the pain or stress, which is a pain in many ways, of fear, and let's say it's fear of not having income, 
if we think of that as a key or as a guide, maybe a better word, a guide to our purpose, that's so helpful, right? Because if we have that mindset, like, oh, wait a minute, I'm afraid. I'm afraid I'm not going to have money. How can my purpose help me? Right? Just that question can be so powerful. And then we can start iterating and coming up with ideas using our creativity to create opportunities for ourselves and our family, et cetera. And then the third thing I'd say for me is coming up now is now is always the best time. <laughs> so even though right now in this pandemic, in this crisis equals opportunity, in this pain equals the guide to your you know, to your purpose. It's also now. And the truth is, two months ago or three months ago, before we were in this, I thought we were in it, I would have still said now is the best time. Because the reality is for so many of us, for some reason, and there's lots of reasons, I won't get into them now, but for some reason we're waiting on our purpose to kind of land on us. We're waiting. We've been hearing a calling, but it's not, maybe it's not quite clear enough, or we think it's the wrong person calling. Oh, that's not really God calling. That's somebody else. <laughs> Some, whatever reason, we keep putting it off, even though we're hearing the call, even though we're feeling pulled to our purpose. And so it's really important to realize that now, whenever now is, is always the best time. And when, it, exactly. when you have the other pieces, it's even more important. So. Yeah, let me give you a personal example. Uh, and I'll try to be as brief as possible. But so when this thing hit, uh, you know, it, it has probably affected most most people's businesses. Uh, and so because I'm pretty clear, at least as clear as I can be at this time on what my purpose is and my calling, I immediately begin to think about how can I give more? Uh, how can I give more to my audience? Now, here's something that's very, very important. Not how can I give money, even though what I do can directly translate into money for many of my clients, but because my purpose, a part of my purpose and my calling, which is which, which stems from my talents and my abilities and so forth, has to do with speech. Then my, my currency, my way of giving is through my videos and my audios, the content that I deliver, right? So you don't have to just give money, uh, but your currency could be something that you say, right? It could be your ideas, your thoughts, your encouragement, uh, uh, something that you create in terms of a, a course or a video. I'm just throwing out ideas. So my way of giving may be very, very different than someone else's way of giving. But because I'm clear on my purpose, I immediately knew this was a way that I could give. This is a way that I could sow. And as a result, it helps to keep me in a, a state and a place of peace. It keeps me actually very, very happy and joyful <laughs> encouraged and because i'm sowing in the way that i'm called to serve i've also been reaping 
financially <laughs> right now, even though I wasn't expecting to. So it's and none of this would have been possible had I not been pretty clear on my purpose and calling because that clarity defined how I was going to give. So I just wanted to share that as an example of what you're talking about. I love that. And that's, it's so true. And anybody who knows you knows you, you've, this is not something new. This is not something you just started doing uh, when the pandemic hit. You've been doing this for years, for many years. In fact, in our last call, you gave an example of what really kicked off your career. This, you know, this um, manifestation of you doing the work you're here to do. And it's really powerful, right? How you getting yourself out there, realizing that you had a clear purpose and you needed to share it. Once you start realizing, so that's, that's, I love that. So in a, and in a way, would, would you, Michael, would you say that, um, that there was a pain in, in any way that could have led, that could have helped you to that? Yeah. So if I'm you glad. think that, speak to that a little uh, bit. Yeah. So it's so funny. Uh, so I was working for several years as a relationship coach on a federal grant. And when that grant ended, you know, like I knew it was going to end, but I, I, I had been kind of getting more, more clarity on what I wanted to do in terms of speech and helping people in that area. But it hadn't it hadn't come to fruition yet, at least not in a way where I could support myself. So I wasn't, so essentially I was out of work. That was the pain. I was out of work and didn't have any other prospects and really didn't want to go back into doing what I was doing. I ended up going back into what I was doing and didn't last there for more than a month. And I just had to leave. And I was in a lot of pain, uh, you know, wondering about income, like how am I going to support my family and so forth now. Uh, and because I had been so, and because I had been fairly clear about what I wanted to do, I mean, I'm just going to speak on a very, very practical level for several years. I think starting from about 2008 or nine, I've been just creating videos and audios and putting them out on YouTube and different places and not really getting paid much at all for it. So I did that from 2008 all the way up to 2012, about four years sewing, sewing, sewing. But what ended up happening is this very, very wealthy Indian family, Indian doctor, found my YouTube videos. Back then, it was probably about 300. They found them. They watched them. They said, you're the guy for us. We even talked to Tony Robbins. He's not the guy for us. You're the guy for us because they had enough money to hire anyone. You're the guy for us. We're going to hire you, fly you to India, and have you coach our son. And that's what launched my coaching business, but it was the pain came that helped to launch it and it was also a clarity of purpose um and and calling that drove me to put stuff out there for a number of years before i reaped anything yeah that's awesome yeah so that's that's so interesting that's um so while i was speaking with uh, that particular reason right that when you were asking me before what are why is it important to um, to be focused or allow our purpose to be something important for us now 
when it might be for many of us about survival. I mean, that really speaks to it so well, right? So the pain, the pain you're talking about, which a lot of people right now, let's just be real, are experiencing in this moment of no income and questions of where's the income going to come from or very little income, right? Um, and you think about it, especially if you're someone who has been in a, a job, right? A kind of a, a typical, let's say typical job, meaning you're working for someone else and you're getting paid, right? Perfectly fine. It's great. We need that. A lot of people are doing it. And right. if you're out of that job, you're in a whole different world now. And probably for most people, when you're in a job, you're not thinking a whole lot about what extra things can I do for free <laughs> for the company? But that's something, something to kind of think about for a moment now, to let drop in. Right. Because in many ways, right. what you're talking about is now you weren't in that model. You were in a different model. Now, you've worked for people before. You've been paid by other people before. Like you just said, you were kind of in between, right? You, had, you were out of a job at, at the time. You could have gone back, right? You could have gone back into, into working for someone else and being paid. But the point Which is... Which I did for you, about a month. <laughs> right. But, and, you know, so okay. there's lots of options, right? I mean, there could have been, right? And, and even though it, at the moment, it, it's probably, I think, isn't it true that even then... You didn't feel like there was tons of options. In other words, your thought process wasn't, oh, wow, not, not a problem. I'll just, I'll just get another job, make a lot of money, no problem. Everything's good. No, you were in, <laughs> you were in fear. Mm, exactly. And think about now, if that was now, for you, would that have, um, I mean, what do you think? Would that have been even worse if it was now? Yeah, I think it absolutely would have been worse somebody's got like a race car hold on a second somebody's got some kind of <laughs> race car or something but uh yeah absolutely i think i think it would have been it would have been worse but it could have been better and i think this is one of the a major part of the message that that i want us to communicate to people who might be listening to this now like if you haven't been doing this already and maybe you have but if you haven't been doing this now is the time to number one to start getting clearer on your why what is it that as tom harrison <laughs> what is it that you must do something that you're going to do even if you don't get paid right but you still are going to do it now is the time to get clear on that and then start to sew it to actually start to do it because if you do that i promise you opportunities are going to open up either now or later it could be now later this year next year three years from now but opportunities are going to open up for you that will be a direct result of your sewing into your calling right now it's it's going to position you to be in a place where you're going to be so much happier so much more fulfilled and so much more resilient and in control of of your future, of your destiny, just by thinking right now about what you, what is it, what am I called to do? How am I called to serve people? And then how can I start to sow that now, even though I might not be getting paid for it? Yeah, amen. I'm glad you uh, threw in the word resiliency. That's so much of what we're talking about, really, right? And I know a lot of us have heard that, 
uh, especially in this time, you know, the how important it is to have resiliency. Uh, but just hearing the word doesn't necessarily help, right? Like, what does it really mean? And a lot of what we're talking about is just that, right? So one way to look at resiliency is how am I holding up? I mean, just quite literally, how am I holding up in the midst of this pandemic? And am I in a Am I in a place largely of reaction, which, hey, we all are on some level, and it's undeniable. On some level, every single one of us is on some level of reaction to what's going on. And that's healthy. Right. right? That's, a, that's a healthy fear because that, that's what motivates us to make sure we survive, which is absolutely critical, <laughs> right? Fundamental. Right. And then beyond, right. right? So beyond that, though, it's like, but that's not really resiliency. Survival, resiliency comes in. When it's like, okay, what can I do beyond survival, right? What can I do? Well, number one, how can I best survive, right? Because there's all kinds of ways to survive. And what we don't mm-hmm. want to do is do something that, is, that, would, that would be against the law, against our values, against mm-hmm. our ideals, any of that, which, hey, mm-hmm. let's just be real. Some people are going to resort to extreme measures to survive now. Right. It's unfortunate right. and we know what's going to happen. But so what we exactly. can do is something a lot better than that, right? We can build resiliency and this is where purpose, this is where walking our why, really being on purpose, even if what's coming up for you now is this question of what is my purpose? That's okay. The, just the, the, the thought of having a purpose is really enough to start moving in a more mindful direction and we can make it really close to us. Earlier, uh, on another conversation, you were mentioning, Michael, about talking about destiny. And we were talking mm-hmm. about how that's a big idea. And at this point, right. how many people are like, hmm, what is my destiny? But, but the reality <laughs> is, right, the reality is whatever we do today, whatever action we take that's going to affect us tomorrow is in the context of our, it looks, it's, it's, it's on one or two paths, one of two paths. It's either on the path of our fate. So in other words, if our mindset is, I'm screwed. Whatever happens, happens. I, I, you, what can, you know, it's just the way it is. What can I do? I have nothing, you know, nothing I can do. All I can do is survive. That's not resilient. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. survivalism right. at, its, at its raw form, which when it comes down to it, you got to do it, but we, we don't need to be there. So, right, but, but what, the path we want to be on, even though it doesn't say, like, destiny, what? That's like, what? No, that's, we want to be on that path of our destiny, right? That's what I call, again, walking our why. So, it's, if we can just let that drop in, it's a great time to, to seek that purpose. Hey, some of, some of us here, a lot of people I bet listening to this now, already have a clear purpose. And maybe the only issue now is, well, I have a clear purpose. I just don't know how to uh, implement it in this, quote, new normal. And right. if that's the case, then you straight start asking questions. How can I? What can I do to implement exactly. it? And you've given some ideas yourself. Exactly. And maybe we can, you know, maybe we can touch on that in another podcast, right? And just start yeah, talking sure. about different, you know, things that different people are doing, especially as now we are, we are fully in a virtual environment. I mean, so companies are, are, have, are being forced when and where they can, when and where they can, they're being forced to, uh, work virtually and I don't want to really give, but I'll just, I'm actually not going to give an example, but I'll just say a friend of mine's wife, uh, it's been 
stay-at-home mother, and she, and now she's doing something, and she's actually making pretty good money doing something that I just would have never thought of, that would have never sold, and she's actually doing pretty well. So, so maybe mm-hmm. we can start our next awesome. podcast out with different ideas. I'd love to hear from the audience about different yeah. things that yeah. they've been thinking about doing, and my wife also, who works for Simplero, she's they've seen a huge uptake in people uh, enrolling in and, and setting up online websites. So this is, we're not just saying this off the top of our head. There's some factual data that's showing that there's an explosion of people exploring these other options. So maybe we can get into that next, uh, next week. That sounds great. Yeah. And it would be fantastic. Any of you listening to this, to share your ideas, uh, reach out to us. You can find Michael through what the Pro90D.com. Is that the is that the place to go? That's that's yeah, that's one place. Oh, one that place you to go. go. But we yeah, <laughs> we'll put the links in the description, right? Where people can yeah. go and yeah, look at the description of the podcast, and they'll see links. But for, for people who don't look at that, it can't it can't hurt to throw it out there. If, yeah, exactly. if you see nothing else, you can go to pro90d.com and find Michael. You can go to walkyourwhy, walkyourwhy.com to find me. And, um, yeah, we'd love yeah. to hear from you. It would be awesome to have some ideas. And, of course, we'll collect ideas. So some of the ideas that Michael will bring, of course, will be from his community. Ideas that I'll bring will be from my community and my own experience. So, um, yeah, yeah that's should be really interesting. The other website, which is a more – and a recent one that I want to mention is the Smooth Speech System, thesmoothspeechsystem.com. That's that's probably a more current one that I would rather direct people to, thesmoothspeechsystem.com. Good, good, man. So, yeah, I guess we'll we'll wrap it up here, man. We're just right at about 30 minutes. That sounds great. That was a good conversation, man. I think if it's all right, I think I'll, it's okay if I just repeat. For some reason, I feel this, it might be helpful just to repeat those three, at least three reasons. There's always more, but three sure. reasons to make purpose really present for you now. Be present to your sure. purpose, even if you're not sure what it is. So again, those three is one, two, realize that in the crisis is the opportunity. And history shows us that. All you know, if maybe not all, but it might be true, but certainly many amazing things that have happened in the United States, in the world, have come out of crisis. That is a fact, and there's just endless. We could have a podcast about that. Um, so that's one. So find your opportunity in this crisis. The second one, our pain is a key or a guide to our purpose. So if you're feeling any pain from this now, then know that that can help guide you to your purpose. And the third is, now's always the best time to find your why. So thanks, everyone. Awesome, man. Great being here. Great you, talking with you, bro. You too, man. And we'll, uh, yeah, we'll get together next week. Awesome. Take care. All right. We'll see everybody later. Bye. Cheers.